0: Welcome to The Anchor. Please join us for the next 15 minutes as people from our region share their stories of hope and overcoming life's difficulties.
1: If I told you my story, you would hear hope
0: they wouldn't let go. Good morning. I'm Deb Hickey and welcome to The Anchor. Today I'm going to get to share with you a lady's story named Marilyn who is 65 years old and she's an ex heroin addict and she's got quite a story to tell you a story of pain abuse and then life God saved her Jesus Christ saved her and I just want to welcome you today uh, Marilyn to the Anchor
1: Thank you, Deb. It's an honor and a privilege to be here, and I want to give God all the glory that I am still here. I praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Well, Marilyn, I'd like for you to start off by telling the people about your life before heroin.
1: I had a very good life. I came from a middle class um, uh, family. Um, I had good parents. I was never sexually or physically abused. And at around age 14, I, I call myself a flower child because it was back in the 60s. It was like 1964, and everybody was smoking pot, and it was all about love and freedom and everything. I became very bored with life and started getting into drugs. And uh, I tried all different kinds of drugs, pot, amphetamine, hash. And then my drug of choice was heroin, and I liked it very, very much, unfortunately. Okay,
0: so... Um. You said that that you were a flower child, that you came from a good family. Did you have any um, ties to a church when you were growing up?
1: I'm Italian, so I was raised in the Catholic Church, and I went to church um, every Sunday with my mom. Uh, I was there, but I wasn't really there, you know, mentally. I was there physically. And around 14 years old, I just started getting this attitude about I didn't need to go to church, and, you know, I basically said to God, it's my body, and I'll do what I want, you know, and I kind of moved on from there, and in not a very good direction. But because of his love and mercy, I'm here today to talk about it.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you told me a story about how you found your needle and what got you started on heroin. I'd like for you to share that with the people and share about, now you're in New York City, you were grew up in New York City, uh, raised on Ro- Rhode Island, uh, but tell them a little bit about your boyfriend, about some of the things that you went through while on heroin.
1: Okay, so at 14, um, I started, I was walking home from school one day, this was an um, on Long Island. And there was like this ditch behind the school. And um, I found a needle. I found what they would say works. And I thought, oh, perfect. You know, now I can start doing heroin. So I took it home and I boiled it. And it had been from a veterinarian's um, place because I had been a veterinarian not too far away. And I guess somebody had tossed it there. And so then my girlfriend's uh, sister was a heroin addict. And so I said, look, I've got my own works. Now I can, you know get, um, get busy. And so she would um, come over and she would get me off on heroin. And it was my drug of choice. And um, then I started dating a guy who was 21. I was 15. He was a major dealer. And um, the cops were always after him. He was always in and out of jail. And I would carry for him. I'd walk around like an idiot, full of heroin and not even concerned about the consequences if anything happened. Sometimes I was out on the streets, high and loaded, and my friends would pull me off the streets because if the cops had seen me, then I would have gone to prison. And so I was basically um, definitely under God's protection, but I was living in a very, very dangerous place. And it got to the point at one time when I couldn't decipher between, oh, I would just say I'd look at a car and I'd think of tuna fish and I thought, hmm, my, my my mind was just getting so confused from getting high every day. I was doing this every day on something. If it wasn't heroin, it was uh, pot and um, uh, hash or amphetamines or whatever, but I always ended it uh, with heroin. And I used to do it once a week. Then I thought, well, twice a week's okay. Then I started doing it three times a week. I would make excuses, oh, it's a good day, it's sunny. Oh, it's not a good day, it's raining, whatever, you know, and, and that's how it gets when you you start getting hooked, and um, one day I remember I got high, and I was laying on my couch, and all of a sudden I just felt myself going under. I was having a hard time breathing, and I knew exactly what was going on. I was overdosing, and I couldn't even get up to call for help or to get a phone. We didn't have cell phones back then, so I only had a, a land phone on the wall, and there was no way I was able to get off the bed and to go get it. And as I was laying there, all of a sudden, and this may sound odd to some people, but as God is my witness, I saw my spirit leave my body, and it looked at me and said, if you continue to do this, I can't stay in you. And I thought, wow, I'm seeing my spirit. I was like so, it was just, it just took me by amazement. And then all of a sudden, I could feel hands going into my chest and massaging my heart. I didn't see anything, but it was the hands of angels. It was not obviously my time to go yet. And God, and then I I passed out. And when I woke up, I don't know how long it was that I was unconscious, but when I woke up, my eyes were closed, and I remember thinking, oh God, please don't let me be in hell. I was so scared that I had died and gone to hell, which is where I was supposed to be. I was not being a good person. I was sexually immoral. I was doing drugs. I I was just not going to church, not praying, not doing what I should do, and so When I opened my eyes and I was on my couch in my room, I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And I knew at that point that I had come to a crossroad. So my parents didn't really know what was going on. They were kind of out of the loop. And I was very good at hiding and sneaking and lying. And I had friends helping me cover it up. And they didn't even know they had heroin stashed in their house or anything. And I just knew that I had to make a decision. It was either the drug and death or life. And I chose life by the grace of God. And um, for two weeks, I went cold turkey. It wasn't easy. The first week was very rough. I thought I had things crawling under my skin constantly, I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep, I couldn't make sense out of anything, I had a hard time, I just spent most of the time in my room, away from everybody and everything. The second week, it got a little bit easier, I was able to start to sleep and eat and not feel like I was going to lose my mind or just jump out of my skin. But it was by the grace of God, he was with me because I knew that this was his plan for me. And so sorry, I get choked up. (laughs) But I give him all the glory because friends of mine who had tried to stop me from doing heroin did it later on in life and died. And I I think back on those days and I should have been dead with them. But I'm here to tell you about this story that you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you because that's who does it. We don't do it ourselves, but we do it through God, through Jesus, through his grace and his love and his mercy. And I'm here to say that if I can do it, you can do it. There's nothing too hard for Christ who loves us.
0: (laughs) Yes, Marilyn, yes. Um, So you laid down the heroin. You took up Jesus Christ. You asked him to be in your life. Now, 39 years later, been married for 39 years. You had eight children. You have 13 grandchildren what do you do with your life now? And, you know, are you
1: an addict? Are you a recovering addict? How do you feel about that? Okay, no, I never, when I put it down that day, I never touched it again. I never had a desire. And that is where God's grace comes in, because he took all of that need and desire out of me. And I praise him. I praise him every day and thank him for that, because My life was so much better after it was done and over with. I looked at that heroin and I said, you're not going to run my life. You don't own me. And I was able to walk away from it through the grace of God. And if I can do it, anybody can do it because we don't do it. Christ Jesus does it for us. And all you have to do is turn it over to him and ask him to please take it and he will do it. And so then my life went on and I got married and um, to the same man for 39 years. We had eight children, six boys, two girls, 13 grandchildren, and it's a wonderful, wonderful life. And I Didn't know that at 65 years old I'd be getting involved in a prison ministry, which I absolutely Love and adore the the Lord has put it in my heart and has totally set me on fire. Uh, It came to me when I was recovering from a bad accident. My horse had thrown me. I had bleeding on the brain, short-term memory and vision, broken collarbone, two broken ribs. I was in the hospital. My husband was in the hospital with stage four cancer, with a spleen the size of a football. My kids thought they were going to lose both of us that month. And by the grace of God, he is cancer free and I am fine. I'm riding again and jumping horses and everything. Praise the Lord. God is so good. And so then, while I was recovering, Jesus said to me about going to prison. And I thought, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a minister. I know the Bible, but I don't know it that well. Hmm. So I put it on the back burner. So one day I went to McDonald's where my son is a manager. And I met one of the workers there and we were talking. And she said, Her friend is a pastor who goes to jail. I said, Oh, really? I said, I think that's where God wants me. So I talked to her. And the first time I stepped foot, in the county jail I said oh my god I am home father this is where I am to be and praise the lord I mean I was just on fire and so then she introduced me to a woman who goes to prisons And the Lord told me that he wanted me maximum security one-on-one. And that ended up being IWP, which is Indiana Women's Prison. It's a maximum security prison, and I'm a mentor there. And I go to Grace, which is their lockdown unit, and pray with the women. And we have church. And it is unbelievable. And I um, wanted to give you the address of our ministry. If any of you ever find it in your heart to donate any money anywhere, our ministry is called Friends Fellowship. It's P.O. Box 36455 indianapolis indiana and no gift is too small because we buy the books we teach the women their classes that they need in the prison and won the ministry and we teach and we have chapel we do communion we baptize uh the women are allowed to keep their children up to almost 18 months old with them in a special unit it's unbelievable but god is alive and well in prison and anything you can do even five dollars is not too small to help us out we'd appreciate it because we just love what we do and a lot of the the women have been doing it for like almost 30 years. I've only been in it for a year and I thank God every day for that calling. So if any of you have it on your heart to do that, you can check in with different ministries and all and start doing it. The women love when we come to see them we pray with them, and we just do whatever we can to help them out. It's wonderful, but I just, I just thank God for the opportunity that I had. I never thought at 65 years old I'd be having so much fun. I never even thought I'd be riding a horse or driving a car after my head injury. But praise the Lord, He is good. My husband is well. Everything is good, and I'm starting to see eight of four out of my eight children come to the Lord. They're going to church all the time now. My grandkids are going to church, and I mean, it's just he's just amazing. He just t- turns everything thing from bad into good but all we have to do is focus on him just surrender to him and ask Jesus to be our Lord and Savior and to come into our lives and take it over and he will do it and the Holy Spirit oh he's amazing he is amazing he just has it all worked out and all planned so every day when you get up just ask him to take it and he will and I am so grateful to have this opportunity to bring you this this testimony of of peace and joy and love because I give God all the glory. All the glory, Deb.
0: Thank you, Marilyn. Marilyn is a woman full of joy. I can testify that. I've known her a little over a year now, and her heart sings with joy, and her heart is for the women in prison. And I am amazed that. There is no residue from the heroin in the fact that she's forgiven and she has forgiven those people that she was going through it with. She was raped twice when she was doing heroin. She's forgiven those people. She has no shame or guilt, no condemnation. And that's because of the grace of Jesus Christ. You know, there is life after heroin. And those two, year, those two weeks that, that she went cold turkey, that was not a walk in the park. That was like hell, okay? But she could do all things through Christ who strengthens her. You can do that. If you have a person, if you are the one listening today, and you have a drug addiction, or you have any type of addiction, Jesus Christ is our answer. It says in Romans chapter six, verse 14, for sin shall not be master over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. Once Marilyn or any of us give our life to Jesus Christ, we accept him as our Lord and our Savior, that he died for our sins, that he was raised from the dead on the third day, that he is alive now seated at the right hand side of the father. And he wants to come into our lives and be part of your and my life. He can then begin to heal us from the inside out. And it's not always an easy walk. And I know Marilyn has 39 years of life since heroin. There's been ups and downs she's gone through cancer with her husband, you know, stage four cancer. She had a horrible accident. I know one or two of her children have had battles of addictions, but she's held on. She's held on to Jesus Christ. She's held on to the Lord, to the word of God. And the Lord has prevailed in her life. Ladies and gentlemen, as you listen to Marilyn's true story, I encourage you, To give your life to Jesus. To open up your heart. Wherever you're at. Right this moment. Simply ask Jesus to come in. To your life. You're a sinner. Ask Lord to forgive you of your sins. He will forgive you of your sins. Then find a Christian. Let them baptize you in water. Let them start leading you. Through the word of God. Become a disciple of Christ. Be set free from addiction, from anything, any sin, sin does no longer has to be master over you. You can walk in freedom and walk in the life that the Lord Jesus Christ prepared for you before you were even in your mother's womb. Thank you again, Marilyn, for being with us today here on The Anchor. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. God bless you. And please tune in again next week. If you would like to know more about resources mentioned in this possible ministry opportunities, or to tell your own story on the Anchor, email us at anchoredintherock@gmail.com. At Thanks for listening.